Welcome to my podcast. I'm the Laughing Philosopher. Life is complicated. You are complicated. Everything seems to have been figured out, except how to live a happy life guided by wisdom and reason. What does it mean to be a good person? What is love? Who am I before I was told who I am? Why haven't I found myself yet? Why do I have regrets? Is this a just world? Almost from the moment of birth, we've been told how to behave, how to fit in, and how to fulfill other people's expectations. We grow to fear that we will lack importance or cease to exist in the lives of others if we think for ourselves and question the rules and roles that we've been told define us. Only when wisdom and reason removes this illusion can we live authentically in the world around us and become our real selves. Episode number 45. What would you do today if you didn't need money? How do people change? Arnold Toynbee, the British historian, was one of the two greatest philosophers of world history. Second only to the ancient Greek writer, Herodotus, referred to as the father of history. Toynbee died in 1975 and his life's work, A History of the World, is a 12-volume study of the rise and fall of civilizations, written over a period of 27 years, between 1934 and 1961. In his study of history, Toynbee describes the birth and death of 23 great civilizations. He presents the life history of each civilization in terms of the law of challenge and response. Every society will face a physical or social challenge of extreme difficulty, a time of troubles, war, disease, famine, and natural disasters, such as volcanoes, earthquakes, and climate change, will challenge the survival of society and threaten its existence. But humans have a natural resistance to change. The way people prefer to do something is the way it has always been done. Whenever we have a profound question that requires a profound answer, we just ask ourselves, how did the last generation answer the same question? And then we adopt their answer as our own. 
We never choose to change. Change only happens when people respond creatively to an existential challenge with bold and daring solutions. And this creative response transforms and reorients ourselves and society. If an individual or a society responds in an innovative and unconventional manner with an original, fresh perspective, then it changes and grows. On one hand, Toynbee discovered that people change, not by choice, and society evolves, not by choice, but in Toynbee's words, from a response to a challenge in a situation of special difficulty, which rouses an unprecedented effort. On the other hand, if people are timid and fail to act courageously, if they fail to develop creative solutions and fail to respond exceptionally to exceptional challenges, then they die. One of Toynbee's deepest insights is that civilizations die from suicide rather than murder. Change is not a choice. It's a response. If we don't change in response to a challenge, then we die from within. It's not the strong that survive. It's the durable. You don't like your life right now. You can't get over certain things that happened in the past and just accept them. You are angry with yourself, with someone else, or with the whole world. You feel like you've been cheated out of the life you want and deserve. You feel like you've been dealt a bad hand. You feel like everyone else has it better than you do. You are tired of waiting for a better future to arrive. Is it any wonder you feel disconnected? Your weaknesses and failings, your anger and shame and disappointment, your regret and sadness and pain have disconnected you from your own life. The universe just is. Your life just is. There are no divisions in the universe or in your life. There is no good and evil. 
no pain and pleasure, no happiness and unhappiness, no success and failure. What is, is. I'm afraid. I'm angry with the world. I'm not good enough. I hate myself. Other people can't be trusted. Living is pointless. I don't want to get hurt again. I can't seem to get the life I want. You are just clinging to excuses to disconnect yourself from your life. You are running away from challenges that exist in yourself. Challenges that provoke and give birth to the very changes you need to make. You are running away from the very things that you should be running toward. Change is not a choice you make. Change is a response to a crisis within you. We fear change. Change feels like a crisis, but it's really the way out of a crisis. If you don't meet this crisis of self-hatred with change, then like civilizations, you die from within. What would you be doing today if you were free? What would you be doing today if time and money were no object? What would you be doing today if other people's expectations were no obstacle? If nothing else matters but your dreams and desires, what would you be doing today? If what you would be doing is so different from what you are doing, then you need to reconsider how you spend your heartbeats. For all practical purposes, it's impossible to change yourself. It's impossible simply because the thing that is changing and the thing that is changing it are the same thing. Change is not a choice. Change is a response. You are free to change where you spend your time and where you focus your attention. If you use your time and attention to fulfill other people's expectations at the expense of your own dreams and desires, then your life is just a means to an end and your existence has no more value and you have no more freedom than a spatula, a toothbrush, or an umbrella. Life, your life, is an end in itself. Living doesn't need a purpose, a goal, or a function in order to be. 
Life is pointless, as pointless as a wave breaking on the shore or the universe itself. You love life and you fear death. Okay, but what do you really know about life and death? Death feels like you are exchanging a friendly and familiar here and now for a frightening and uncertain future state. Perhaps some form of eternal existence or total annihilation. However, because you really know nothing about death itself, you can't be certain either way. On the other hand, life is not simple or orderly. It is not comfortable, painless, or easy. Life is filled with conflict, suffering, and loss. We are born into a constant chaotic struggle to assert ourselves, to survive, to grow, and to thrive. How to live is not defined by the gods, by instinct, or by some moral code of rational, philosophical principles. It is solely up to you. You are only free, and freedom only exists because there is no right or wrong answer to the question of how to live. There is only the answer that you choose and decide is right for you. Life is not easy. Given our confusion, uncertainty, and lack of knowledge of the meaning and purpose of life, it's just as likely that what we think of as life is itself the strange, unfamiliar, uncertain state, and death is just a return home to where we were before we were born. Zhuangzi, the Chinese Taoist philosopher said, how do I know that in hating death, we are not like people who got lost in childhood and do not know the way home. So death isn't something to fear. Life is. Life is not easy. But easy is not always good for you. Easy is not always best. Exercising is not easy, but it makes you healthier, both physically and emotionally, and is good for you. Working from home is easier and more convenient than commuting to an office. However, you are a social being. Your biography is social. You require human interaction 
in order to survive and to be a whole person. Even the human self is a social self and only exists as a member of society. I am who I think you think I am. Commuting may be troublesome and inconvenient, but it also gives your mind time to relax, to reflect, and to reason. To plan a conversation with your wife about why this is not the right time to have another child. To plan a conversation with your husband about his drinking. As a remote worker, you could schedule time for self-examination and self-reflection, but most people lack the discipline to put boundaries on their time and attention. Socrates pointed out that the unexamined life is an easier life, but it's not worth living. We worry too much about life after death, but we don't worry enough about living a rich, full, happy life now. We are running away from something that we should be running toward. The only life you can be certain of is this one. No one ever walked out of the grave to tell us about an afterlife, even if there is one. Even Jesus talked more about money than he did about heaven. Marcus Aurelius said, It is not death that a man should fear, but he should fear never beginning to live. The standard Christian claim is that life is a series of trials and tests for which we will be rewarded after death in heaven. This perspective is convenient but lazy and cruel. First, if life is supposed to be mainly suffering, then why did God bother to create human beings in the first place? God is not just good, but all good and perfectly good. He wouldn't be much of a God and wouldn't deserve our love and devotion if he wasn't. For God to decree a life of perpetual suffering for no reason other than to test his most beloved creation seems self-contradictory. Second, most people fail God's tests. Peter and Judas both fail Jesus despite the fact that they were chosen by Jesus. They walked with him, they lived with him, they ate with him, and they were taught by him. 
They knew him and they failed him. You are separated from Jesus by 2,000 years. Is it fair of God to expect you to pass the same test that Peter himself failed? And third, even those few saints who managed to pass God's tests and trials don't enjoy their lives. Christian mythology states that all of Jesus' 12 disciples were ceaselessly hounded, persecuted, tortured, imprisoned, and executed. In the afterlife, even if God somehow manages to right every wrong, is a life of perpetual suffering really necessary? Human beings are obsessed with death, and more especially with whether or not there exists another kind of life after death. Our need to believe in a life beyond death is so deep and so profound that throughout history, humans have worshipped thousands of important gods and goddesses. It's not a coincidence that each and every one of them promises that some kind of life follows somehow from death. It's reasonable to assume that this promise of an afterlife explains why humans created almost all of them in the first place. Of course, the sole exception is the one uncreated God that you, my friend, believe is real and actually exists. Regarding the other divine beings you didn't choose to worship and don't obey, how does it feel to be an atheist? Where there is no doubt, there can be no faith. Where there is no uncertainty, there can be no freedom. True freedom, freedom to do, and freedom to be, only exists in uncertainty. There are no roads, there are no maps, there are no rules, there is only freedom. It's all up to you. Uncertainty feels like a crisis, but freedom is impossible without it. You must embrace uncertainty just as you embrace freedom. Death feels like a crisis, but life is impossible without it. You choose to go on living, and you must choose how to live. There are no right or wrong answers. There is no guru, no teacher, and no method to follow. 
There are only your choices. Your life is up to you. Some people would rather die than choose. And they do, every day, by the dozens. Montaigne, one of the most significant philosophers of the French Renaissance, pointed out, if taking your own property is not considered theft, then taking your own life is not murder. Freedom feels like a crisis, but it's really a way out of a crisis. Conformity feels like a way out of a crisis, but it's really just an escape from freedom, a choice to abdicate responsibility for your own destiny. Stop trying to escape from something that doesn't need escaping from. Today, imagine you have enough money and begin to live. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Corey, The Laughing Philosopher. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I've devoted my professional life to the intersection of sociology and philosophy, where the contemporary problems of life meet the ideas and convictions of the greatest human minds. Join me by subscribing to The Laughing Philosopher as we use reason and wisdom to explore big answers to the most important of all big questions, how to live.